hip-hop zippity-bop it is time for hotline league episode 62 oh my gosh i'm so excited to be here everyone this is the highlight of my week and i know it's the highlight of yours whether you're listening live or you're in your car on the podcast or you've got the youtube open or uh you know you've got the transcripts the flown. uh you know Hi, it's, it's just great it's great to be here uh, on this episode, I want to be, you know, just giving a shout out. You might notice something cool about Mark's head. That's because he's got Alienware on it, uh, and they are our sponsor for the show. We're going to be getting into that in just a minute, but just want to just shout them out. We are joined this week uh, by Power of Evil, but before we get to him, I need to introduce my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? It's going great. I uh, was the late one this time. Uh, this week's been okay. I ate a hot thing is fly quest one uh yeah it's been an interesting week yeah well after an hour of of getting audio engineers and twitch chat to help me with my new microphone i'm now being told that it's not good even though everybody said it was great so i don't know what to do but hopefully that gets better over the course of the stream uh we've got um well somebody just gifted 10 subs thank you that weird dude 25 we got power of evil on the show power of evil how's it going it's good we were joking we were joking about your uh, uh, right before the show started our last episode was called uh is clg and ggs doomed and now we've got you on the show this week after uh, a very big weekend for you uh you guys went 2-0 did you expect that honestly no <laughs> um we didn't do insane on scrims but for sure i feel like felt like we were improving a lot uh, week to week. Um, even so, a lot of people said our TL game was really bad as well. I think we showed an immense improvement from Optic to TL. So I think we played really good this week and deserve both wins. Nice. Well, uh, that's not the only thing that has been keeping you busy. You were moving today. Yeah. Um, I was at an Airbnb uh, the whole January. So now uh, moving in to my permanent residency and Pretty happy about that too, so I don't have that in my mind or my backhead anymore. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. When when we did the episode last week titled RCLG Doom, did we defend CLG or not? Do you remember? Mm, I think we. Well, it was it was most. I think that the biggest call was there was a dude that called in and said CLG are going to get tenth place in spring split and maybe could get up to eighth <laughs> in summer. And I don't think you defended them, Mark. I think you were Dang. like. Are we sure? Are we sure about that? I feel like you were like. I don't know. If you, maybe if you check my power rankings. I have them six. That's so true. I think but you you team. recanted your power rankings one hundred percent at the end of, uh, <laughs> yeah, last <I> week. <laughs> you were like, these things are not going to be true. Uh, I think I think if you defended CLG, you were like, I think a Golden Guardians or something will get down there. Like you were not, you were, you were not lifting CLG up. You were just shoving something down beneath. To be them. fair, Golden Guardians <laughs> did go zero four. Yeah, well, uh, it's pretty good, Mark. Uh, you, I, you know, as we always kind of jibber jabber at the start of the show, gotta say, really enjoyed the hot uh, hot pepper segment. Oh yeah, that, oh, was, that was great. Sweet. That was good. Oh yeah, that was a. Uh... The funniest thing was someone replied, a couple people replied to like different tweets and stuff about how like it was like bro culture and when they, they was like mean that they forced us to do it. I was like, what the fuck? Like we <laughs> wanted to do this. Like we were, I was stoked that FlyQuest won that. Yeah. I thought that was the best segment we've done in years. I thought, I thought it was great. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think, I don't know why anybody would be saying it was over the top or weird or whatever, hazing culture. I mean, it seemed like you guys thought that. it was funny. 
yeah, people like one or a couple tweets were like, yeah, hazing culture, just okay. bro culture stuff is crazy. Yeah, it's not like Dash got up and gave you both wedgies. You know, it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like this is. It's like they told us at the top of the day we could have like objected out at any point. Yeah, and I mean, I like that even Dash went in on it. How bad? Yeah, how long like, did it take for you? Everyone to get- in everyone in the control room ate it too. So like when we took our our like our like chip dips, they saw how much we had on, and they were all like, "Oh my god, they're doing way too much." Yeah. So like it wasn't like we were the only ones forced to do it. Like everyone took a bite at least. Yeah, that's uh, that was what I I will say. I saw that, and Dash went in even more on his. He was just like, "Oh, this is gonna be fine. I'll join you guys." And I was like, "Dear God, this is gonna be bad." How long did it take for that to get better? Probably only like five or ten, probably ten minutes. Okay. Uh, and I feel like the reason it was so bad was because like we didn't have anything to like wash the heat down with, so, like no milk, no water for a little bit, and then we were talking the whole time. So I think it like yeah. really stuck in my mouth. But then we didn't eat enough of a volume for it to like make my bow, like didn't make me shit myself or anything. Right. Uh, POE kind of going back to the CLG side uh, and Mark, I don't know if you have any questions for him. Cause we usually yeah, do a bit of an uh, interview. If you guys secure yourself something where like you're guaranteed locked in a spot, like no matter what you do, you're third, you know, something like that. Would you guys ever all eat really hot sauce and then play an LCS game? <laughs> it's it's the last game of the season. You can't do anything to affect your position. I, I don't see why not. Damn, dude. I don't I'm gonna hold not. you to that if you guys ever get close. <laughs> I don't know if he can commit on behalf of his entire team. Yeah, well, at least Poe will true, do that's it. True, that's, true, that's true. That's true. Well, I can't probably make him do that sometime before the start of a game. Anyway, he'll be like, "This is this is to give you." energy before or something yeah know. like maybe Marcus getting like some superpowers for it you know and yeah, it's right. mental fortitude training like if you can play a game of league with your mouth on fire what, what else mental, mental resilience yeah no uh the question i was going to ask though uh poe is like after that first week where you just was the team just crushed because it felt like everyone like the clg subreddit and reddit and all these people were just like oh clg's dead it's over for them, you know. I don't know how you guys were like internally. Um, I don't think we were really crushed. I don't think, well, for sure, the Opti game was terrible. We lost against Optic Academy and <laughs> we played really horrible. I think the whole game we were playing really scared. I would say it wasn't helping that we split a lot of scrim time as well and trying to figure out what's the best for the roster for us or, um, I think getting stage, stage games with multiple choices, multiple players. But I think from, as I said before, day one to day two, we improved a lot. And since uh, Irene had visa issues, we don't had a strategic coach for the whole duration of practice and scrims. So uh, as soon as he came, I think we showed way more improvement over the reviews and just over weeks. Yeah. The other thing that I have heard... People say, I don't know what Mark's doing. The other thing that I've heard people say is that they feel as though in week two, your wins were more based off of winning draft than necessarily like outskilling anyone or whatever. I don't know if you have, I don't know if you said this, Mark, but this was something that I heard multiple people say. Um, do you think that there's any element of that? Well, definitely, I would say first game against Flakers, we had the better late game and the better draft. Like, but how would you say like better draft since they had two winning lanes and I can't remember how the jungle matchup was, but 
they ended up getting an ocean dragon mana like six or something so that makes like every lane even harder they're like draven bot lane so they're like insanely strong lanes and i think they even got like a five six k gold lead so um that was just a classic early game comp against late game comp and if the early game team can't close it out i feel like the late game team did a pretty good job at either stalling the game uh and, de and defending obviously at the same time the early game team probably didn't snowball good enough either and second game i am pretty sure the zillion last pick kind of screwed them over since i think it was really rounding out both like the team combo was really good and uh screwing kind of their goal uh, of the team composition um so yeah i think both games we had pretty good drafts but i wouldn't like i would say like not insanely out drafted i think we played pretty good too like would be uh, i think not honest if we would say like yeah we just outdrafted them we didn't play better yeah yeah i think i i thought this a similar thing about game one where like you outdrafted them in a sense where like if they couldn't close you win uh and then they couldn't and then it was just like okay you guys have a much better late game comp but but the the other game i i didn't think it was that much about draft yeah i think second game uh i, I think i played like horrible early game die lost flash but then we had this really really good fight red buff and i feel like as soon as the as soon as sign gets like yeah. that fed versus a, a yeah victor. It's, it's like sign gets fed against victor so he will always get the priority he will not die anymore and at the same time we have like the zillion camel com uh, like combo which is really really strong and i feel like at this point we couldn't lose the 2v2 melee anymore even so atrox had a good lead on me before that it was just like at this point i just push him in we have top lane winning, mid lane winning, mid jungle duo winning, and we can just, I think, play the game however we want, and it's on us to lose the game after after that point. So, uh, I think as we get into calls in a second, Mark, you and I usually discuss what the big topics are this week. I know Jat leaving is a big mm -hmm. one. I don't know if anybody wants to call in about that. I, I don't even really know uh, too much of what there is to say, but um, that's obviously a big thing that got announced. Uh, I think there's big questions around. I mean, obviously, people should call in, and we don't tend to do too many. Like, usually, we're looking for hot takes, but obviously, if people have questions for POE about CLG or his history or whatever, that, that'd be great too. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of conversation to be have around Golden Guardians and Hunter T. Thankfully, I feel like CLG, they got the 2 0, so they ducked out of the, the conversation, and now Hunter T is down there too, because I think a lot of people are pretty down on the state of Hunter T and i don't know what else mark am i forgetting anything else uh i mean just for other clg topics like what's it like with their new coaching staff because i don't think my, many people know much about irian irene i don't know which one is it is it irene or arian irene irene yeah because it's yeah so i don't think there's that much known about that people always like talking about weldon stuff so i think there's a lot of stuff clg related that you can talk about that's not just like i thought it's clg a was gonna suck and then they had a good weekend yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, Mark, we're oh no, right, you're good. Oh hmm? wait, I can't tell. Yeah, you're good. Um, what is? I think that's it. Uh, Mark, do you want to throw out sort of how the show works? Yeah. So if this is your first time watching Hotline League, the way this show works, it's a live call-in show. So in Discord, uh, or excuse me, Twitch chat, I am spamming the link to Discord. Uh, what you want to do to get on the show is click on that, join up at our Discord. And then when you get here, join Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls to voice channels. You can mute your mic once you're in there. 
And then in the Pleb Topics text channel, you're going to go ahead and post whatever it is you want to talk about. We like when people have their own opinions. They think CLG, uh, after week one with all the roster swaps, if they solidify, they're going to be top four for sure. And then you know we can pull you on for that uh, because we do have power of evil on from CLG, of course. Any uh, questions about them and their or, or their practice, whatever it is, you know, uh, we'll definitely be taking a lot of CLG ones to today. Uh, so, anyways, what you do is you post whatever it is you want in the Pleb Topics channel, and then we will pull you if we like your take into the waiting room. Uh, and then you'll hang out there until it's your turn. I'll pop into the waiting room. I'll do a quick mic check with you to make sure everything's working, and then we'll get you on air so you can ask the question to Poe himself. And if anybody wants to call in and tell Mark that. He acted inappropriately by eating that hot sauce on stream or that it was a terrible way and it, it diminished. We had somebody call in last week. It wasn't uh, professional. Yeah, somebody called in too. and said that Stinky's cosplay wasn't professional. So I'm happy to hear how the hot sauce wasn't professional. I think we can discuss that as well. Um, oh, and I need to change my stream title. Um, I think that's it. Oh, the other thing is that if you are interested in being a sub you can get into the sub topics chat on discord uh moves a little slower there so so it does give you a little bit of an edge over some of the uh well, what we like to call plebs and uh use a cool kind of benefit of being a sub so you can go ahead and check that out i think mark is probably pulling people yeah as... i can start with the first one if you want uh sure go ahead okay i'm just updating the stream title should be good. I see all these subs coming in, by the way. Thank you so much, folks, uh, who are doing that. We'll, uh, we'll be sure to get to you. And soon. everyone's getting a mic. Every, yeah, That's everyone's nice getting a mic. You got gifted a sub. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, no, but I'm not logged in here right now. But okay. Otherwise, I would, I would spam your chat. Okay, well, don't do that. Xantos is here. <laughs> Xantos, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Minnesota. Minnesota. Is it still cold there? A little bit. It's close to zero. I don't know the exact temperature, but yeah, it's it's, kind of, it's, it's t-shirt weather now. Yeah, it's close. It's close to fifty here uh, tonight. I think so. It's yeah, it's fifty-five right now. So we're also suffering with you here in California. What do you what What do you want? And and Power of Evil right now is just confused as fuck as to what any of these things mean because yeah, we all <laughs> I'm just you know, I don't you know Fahrenheit at all. No. no? Uh, I know around about like 65 is pretty good because it's pretty warm. 55 is okay, good too. But yeah. I don't know exactly the numbers, you know. 55 is not good. I mean, I'm sure coming really? from Germany, you think it's, it's great, so but um, yeah. Yeah, that's what's weird is it's not yeah. just like, does he understand the conversion, but like, does he understand what's good for LA? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So conversion of what it would be, it's about negative 14 Celsius. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so Xantos, so, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So I was actually going to talk about CLG. I actually don't think they're as bad as the community has been saying they are. They've had one of the most difficult starting schedules out of any team. I don't have any like stats that pull it all up completely, but I did go through and do a bunch of research on the teams, and I went through all the schedules and actually did a three-tier test where I rank all the teams in three different ways, figured out the averages, and CLG actually had the most efficient difficult schedule based on that in the first yeah. two weeks this is always how it goes when we have a pro player on uh somebody calls in and it's like i think their team is amazing or the pro player is amazing big fan and i'm just always like well how's this discussion gonna go um well I, that's hey, a little bit, be jealous, don't be jealous man that's a little <laughs> bit 
Plus, he, he wasn't even like CLG's the greatest yeah. thing ever. He just said they're not as bad as the community thinks. Like, that's come, not that come strong. On. Coming in and here, you, sucking up to the pro player. That was flame. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, CLG sucks. All right. Oh. <laughs> and to be fair, I'm actually an old school TSM fan since like when Rain Man was kicked. I've actually never been a CLG fan. I just don't think they're as bad as people think they are. Okay. Good. Appreciate How'd you establish that you, you don't love them? Um, all right. So. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. So, PoE, is this true? Uh, is CLG better than it seems and you're just uh, stuck in, <laughs> in LCS hell? Well, I would agree that our schedule with facing Cloud9 and TL in the first weeks is pretty, was pretty hard or pretty rough. Um, like, I don't think people can deny that this is uh, a hard schedule for the first weeks. But I prefer to face ITL in the first week where we are, we are pretty bad <laughs> since I think we wouldn't have beat them in the second week either. So it's better to face them early and then keep improving and face them later in the split again and like be ready for them, you know? Yeah. So when I interviewed Stixay this past week and the interview's not out yet, but it will be, shout out to the Stixay interview. Um, there is a, he said that he thought that the first week you guys were undoubtedly the worst team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. Like, for sure. Like, we just didn't do anything. Uh, we didn't play the map right. We didn't do the vision right. Uh, that game was just, I think we had the counter pick mid lane. I think we would easily win 2v2 smith, but we just didn't take a single fight and we just let them complete control over the whole game. and. It was definitely just a horrific performance. And, but at the same time, it was really good uh, for learning and for just like checking the review, checking the board and saying what is missing out, what is really important for the future games and what people can not do anymore. Yeah. Uh, how much of like those week one struggles would you put on like the rotating roster stuff? Because I know that's something that a lot of the community has, has been asking is like this week was the week where you played what people were kind of anticipating your starting roster being. And so it's, it's a little like how much of the week one losses were on the roster versus like just the team not being as good at that point or tough opponents, whatever else. Um, I think the problem was that scrims, we lost a lot, we lost a bunch of scrims and it was really hard to tell which roster or which jungle top lane duo is better since Scrims is, is like one thing and then stage is like another thing. So mm -hmm. we felt like we needed to, to try out both duos in LCS to see which one can perform better or has maybe more potential. Um, maybe we're going to change that up later in the split again, depending on how it evolves. But uh, I think we realized that Darshan and Ray was uh, the better choice, get more success of it uh, on stage. I think uh, that is because Dashan has a lot of experience, so he has a really strong voice in the game. Um, he's really good with up the meter picks right now and um, can lead the team in a good manner. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, it, it does feel like you guys were entirely different teams between week one and one, week two. Stixay also said he thought that a lot of it just came down to Irene coming in. And that Irene, like after the first week, was able to just learn a ton, and then that also helped you guys. Which I, I know we kind of moved away from the discussion around it potentially being very draft focused as part of the reason you won. But I assume that you know, even if that did help you, it 
it was a lot of it just him being able to get in and be good with the team. Yeah, he's he's bringing a lot of like strategic insight and helping, especially with like vision around midland because we were really horrible at like setting up vision around midland, knowing when to fight it, when to engage, like picking the right fights. So uh, I don't think we are still perfect at that. Like we still have a lot to improve on and a lot to learn. And uh, funny thing, after we won against FlyQuest and I think we only dropped one kill, like came back into our room and Irene's just like, guys, I'm disappointed in you guys. Like, that's the first <laughs> thing he says, you know? <laughs> like he just like... First win of the up, season. He, he just drops it, you know? We, like, we get our win, everyone's happy, he just drops the mic, you know? But uh, afterwards, obviously, he says like, congrats that we won and we still have a lot to improve on. And So, yeah. Why, did, why was he disappointed? <laughs> because, because we... Um, did like really bad Baron setups. Like I think we started the Baron that game like four times, and I don't know just just didn't play the macro right, and just kind of stalled the game as long as we want, like till we won instead of actually um stalling the game and making right plays. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, any other thoughts? It sounds like we're we're kind of mixed. So Xantos, I think the general assumption is that CLG was potentially the worst team in the league week one but maybe much better week two. So uh, maybe a little bit of a uh, in-between on your, your thoughts. Any, any final things? Yeah. yeah, it was actually week one, it did look really bad. And it wasn't, I mean, losing the TL was a little bit expected. Optic, you would expect to be closer. Week two actually surprised me more because, well, yeah, you were behind against FlyQuest. You still beat C9, who is predicted to be second or third place team by the end of the split. And that's actually above expectation. So I might be thinking CLG is a little bit higher place than a lot of people originally thought they would have been. Yeah. Well, but we'll other than that, I good. don't have anything. Oh, good. Well, do you have any, I, I, I think we'll see how CLG looks over the course of the split, but uh, any final thoughts before you say goodbye or any shout outs? Uh, well, I want to thank you for letting me on first time caller, but thanks and have a great day. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks, Santos. And stay, try to stay warm. Will do. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next caller. I want to give some shout outs to some people who subbed. Thank you to Elixi or Livy XO, Rhymo Plays, uh, M Chris Gigo, Habs2099, Perfectly Adequate J for 14 months, Voter Michael for nine months, uh, Archaic Koala, Nanook0111, Randomness911, and we've got Bookie. Uh, bo okay, how do you say it? Boy, I kill you now. It's four syllables. Boy, I kill you now. Yes, you got it right. Where are you calling from? Long Island, New York. You mind if I just call you boy? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. You can teach. Boy. Boy. <laughs> Long Island, yes, New York. It's and, fine. And continuing our weather discussion, how is it going in Long Island, New York? It's in the 30s, but my boiler was leaking so i have no heat right now oh, so it's very cold jesus very cold in my yeah. very probably cold. running the computer just to try to heat up the room yeah my uh my keyboard's pretty cold right now jeez all right well i'm sorry well it's a good it's thing okay. you're on hotline league it's gonna keep you warm tonight it is, it is. uh because it's hotline that's hot um anyway what do you want to talk about on the show tonight i want to talk about how i think golden guardians is gonna finish 10th in spring and summer, and they'll be the first team in LCS or NALCS, however you want to put it, to have four 10 to 10th uh, finishes. I 
don't think that's ever been done before. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain. That's no, never usually been done they before. get relegated. I think. I don't yeah, even think there's yeah. been. Three. I think the worst that you can ever compare out to is like the Shanghai Dragons in Overwatch. They did not win a single series. I don't watch too much Overwatch, but I don't think they ever won a single series. So I think this might even be worse if they have four 10th place finishes. Well, they definitely had a better be. year last year. Even though they got 10th both splits, I think there are some they teams did. They that... Did. They, were, they were like top five in summer for a bit, and then they just kind of... I think they were w- yeah, first like, place for like, first like a place, week. Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like first place for sure. Yeah, they, they had yeah. high highs and then a very low low at the end. Um, the, I, that's what I was going to say though, is like, I don't think they are like velocity level teams where they'd win like one or two or three games throughout the split. That's, it was like what team Dragonites, I yeah. think had like an Owen six or like team coast. It was like Owen 16, something like, like that. Mark, do you remember, did anybody I ever go team coast was one seventeen? Yeah, they were one. I don't think anyone's gone completely defeated. Yeah. I think everyone's picked up one win, but regardless, I think the worst. Yeah, whatever. How embarrassing will it be for them if they get last place in all these splits? So why do you think that they're going to get last place this one and next? Well, when you look at their first week, I know it's the second week else, but we look at their first week, they arguably had the easiest week of any LCS team. I mean, maybe you could argue, but I think with the expectations coming in, Golden Guardians was expected to be a playoff team, maybe fifth, maybe sixth. Perhaps they could get third or fourth as like the ceiling. But after you look at their first week, a lot of fans were worried. And then you're like, okay, it's the first week. You know, maybe they can bounce back. And then you look at the second week, and I think there's a lot of cause for concern. The game versus C9, I think, just didn't even look close. And then the game against the 100 Thieves, 100 Thieves actually threw the game, and Golden Guardians had a chance to win, except they horribly misplayed the Baron fight, and someday was able to steal the Baron. And I think that after the first four games, you have to like, who is Golden Guardians going to win against? They have not faced, uh, they have faced C9, but they haven't faced TSM. They haven't faced, did they face CLG yet? I don't think no, they, they didn't, No, they didn't face us yet. They didn't face CLG, TSM, TL. So I don't know the exact schedule, but I know in the first round, Robin, they have yet to play TSM, uh, CLG, and TL. So you're probably expecting to go 0-3 there. So maybe you finish their first round, Robin, and they, did they face FyQuest yet? I don't believe so, right? They did not face Let me, Let's look at their schedule, sorry. Um, I don't think... I don't they, think they First faced week, they faced... Fox and Optic. Thieves, and they faced Cloud9. What did they face? Week 1 was, was last week. Sorry, sorry, that was last week. So in week 1 was... Uh, FlyQuest, they did face FlyQuest. That was their first day. Okay, so, and then they, so they have Echo to Fox. face... They had to face CLG, Optic, TL, TSM, and CLG. And I think if you're looking at that, who are the Golden Guardians realistically going to beat? If you're just going off base the first two weeks, you're probably predicting Golden Guardians to go 0-9 in the first split. And then even if they can turn around in the second half of the split, they're probably not going to be TL. They're probably not going to be a TSM. They're probably not going to be C9, even if they do improve during the second split. So you just factor in those three losses, Golden Guardians is already 0-12. At that point, you have no chance of making playoffs, and you're probably fighting to just not be 10th. And I don't even know who you would put above below them. Like, I don't see Fox already beat them. Optic, yes. I mean, Optic's not even playing their full starting roster, but I think you'd probably take Optic over Golden Guardians. And then going into summer, they don't really... What roster changes are they going to make? I don't know... 
they usually can't make like big star signings in the middle of the season. I think like the only big person that is going to be around is actually Forgiven, who's coming back from military. So maybe they can bring up someone from the academy league, but I don't think anyone in the academy league sure. is going to be better than what they have right so, now. Yeah. So Mark, uh, well, let's just pretend Poe is not here right now. Right? Why? Let's just pretend he's not here because I've had this conversation with two people now where there was a discussion around what Golden Guardians could have done in the offseason and like what, what they would have done differently. And multiple people have been like, man, oh, lost your webcam. He's gone now. Did the battery die? Uh, probably battery dead. Great. Do you let's imagine the mic is not to you guys. Can, can you, are you able to? Well, did, I didn't want to stop your monologue. Okay. So we'll just, uh, we'll pretend you're still here. Um, yeah. So the, the thing that I've heard or that people have said is that if Golden Guardians had picked up PoE, they would be in a way better place right now because, uh, like he would just be able to put enough pressure onto the map and he'd be much better fit for that team and all that stuff. So I'm kind of curious what you think of that. We'll just pretend he's not here right now. Yeah, I think PoE would have been a really good signing. You look at Froggen. Froggen has not looked comfortable on a lot of the metal mids. Like his Lasagna game versus Hundred Thieves was suspect. His LeBlanc game. I think that was versus C9. It did look good, but like it wasn't the performance you would expect of Froggen, especially if you look back at his previous years. And I think that him taking a year off and spending all that time in solo queue, he just wasn't practiced enough on the meta picks. And even though he says, yes, I can play them, I have faith, but I just don't think Froggen is up to par right now. And I think that it was probably the worst signing on Golden Guardians. Second worst, I would argue that Ole is just done so far and i think ole might actually be the worst support in the league that soraka play was just like i i don't even know i felt like i was watching academy it was it was so bad mark what are your thoughts okay my thoughts are uh i mean i've always been a bit of a uh, we we talked about a lot yesterday like i'm a bit of a frog and hater so if you're asking if i think poe is better than yes i think poe is really good we talked about how he almost carried optic playoffs it felt like mostly by himself last year. So I think Golden Guardians has more talent on it than that Optic roster did. So they should be able to. Now, yeah, I, I also think agree. I think the Optic roster probably had a lot easier personalities to work with. Uh, like Dokla seems like a really cool guy. Big seems awesome. Uh, Arrow's super goofy. So like, I don't know if... if you know, it's not like a one-to-one translation, but like, I, yeah, I, th- I think Golden Guardians would be much better if they picked up Poe. All right. Yeah, I definitely agree. Power of Evil. What mm-hmm. what do you think of all of this? Not not you. I don't I don't even know about if you'd be on Golden Guardians. That, that's weird. But if, <laughs> Power of Evil. Is there any team that you wouldn't instantly make better? Uh, Poe. He's like yeah, that's SKT. Um, the question for you is. I keep interviewing all these players and I ask them, you know, sometimes during the interview, sometimes later on, uh, you know, what's the deal with Golden Guardians? And everybody seems to think that they are better than they are showing on stage. And this is the case that Anero made to me in the interview that got posted today, youtube.com slash Travis Gafford, uh, that they would, that, you know, the team is better than what they're showing on stage. So I, I don't know what, if you've had a chance to scrim them or what you think, but I'm curious. Um, so we didn't scrim them lately. We scrimmed them like a few weeks or like a month or two months ago. And they played pretty good back then. Uh, won most of the scrims against us. I'm normally someone who 
doesn't do like these bold statements where I'm like, yeah, like they're gonna be end of tenth place because I think throughout my career, most of the seasons that I started with like all the teams that I was on, always started like really bad or like uh, with like mostly losses at the start of the season. And then we slowly picked it up and I normally ended up coming into playoffs sixth or fifth place and I still managed to get to play like to finals like three times and to first place match like two times. So it's like I don't think you should like people should judge too much on like early week performances. I feel like what's way more important than of course like the, every win is important, but in my opinion what's more important is like how fast do you improve from day to day, from week to week? Because um if you lose scrims all the time, if you lose LCS stage, you won't even get good scrims anymore. Like people will stop screaming you. Um, maybe people, people like uh, players' attitude is gonna go mental boom. Where people just like don't want to play together anymore, or uh, the synergy just doesn't click, and you just don't enjoy playing as much together. You maybe play less solo Q2. So I feel like a lot is on each of the Golden Guardians players to pick it up now, since. I believe everyone of them needs to give 120% now, play solo queue all day, try to scrim as good as they can every day, 100% focused, and kind of try to get maybe some team bounding in as well, because uh, as most people will doubt them even more now, and the community perception will be even worse for them now, they need to like trust each other even more. And I think that's sometimes really hard, and I already experienced teams where it was not possible, or where people didn't fix this or didn't give 120%, and then a lot of times it's like really doomed. Yeah. I think uh, the other thing too is even if like, I don't know if I agree about 10th place, I do think they're in a lot of trouble from like a playoff race perspective, which sounds really crazy to say early on, but only two teams have ever gone 0 4 and made playoffs in the history of the LCS. So it is. Oh, really? Pretty, yeah, it's a pretty bad spot to be you in. You know who the teams are? I'm curious. 2013 Vulcan. Uh, 2016. I forget if it was CLG or C9 or something. Wait, so the zero zero four start, and then the like only two teams made it back to playoffs. Odd. Yeah. Damn. Okay, I didn't even know that. That's... Soon, soon to be three. Oh. Let's go, Gold Guardians. <laughs> Here we go, baby. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Okay. That that's actually concerning. I didn't actually know that fact. Yeah. It's. I would have guessed it's like actually like way more teams, but you would think scary. I think I don't think it's like I think what always happens is it's not like because there's zero four like that extra loss from zero three to zero four or like one and three is so damning, but usually like if you've played four teams and you haven't picked up a win yet, like like you said, mental start booming, yeah, and like all these other things start going wrong that like curtails it down so fast. By the way, yeah, okay, I and I always try to preface this. I always try to preface this. I like Froggen. I like him a lot as a person. I know in a second everyone's going to raise their pitchforks at me. I heard an interesting stat today, which I guess I would need to get it verified. Uh, but Mark, I don't know if you've heard this float around back. I have. I already know where you're going, but go for uh, it. Something about what is it? Twenty. He's only won twenty percent of his LCS games. Is it twenty? He's the lowest. Rate? He's the lowest win rate player in the history of the LCS. But really? Wait, mm -hmm. how many games did he win and how many did he lose? Supposedly, uh, it's something knows? where it's like twenty or twenty-five percent or something is his win rate. So he's losing one in four, one in five, or he's winning one in four, one in five games. Oh, wow, and that's... that weird dude, 25, just gifted a sub to Golden Guardians. On that note, uh, <laughs> yeah. thanks for the sub.
I think that I, I hope the stats team doesn't crucify me. There's some like base minimum things, you know, like with over 25 games or something, or like played a full season or something like or two full seasons because. Like, you know, we talked about like that velocity team that let like three and 24, whatever they were, like three and 27, like they're worse. But I think it's like maybe it's minimum 100 games or something. I forget what the the number was. But uh, yeah, it's it's around a 25 percent. Oh, super Chloe's in chat. Oh, so I oh believe thank God. Stat, Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. What's the stat? What's the stat? Chloe? Yeah, so I, I don't fu- so I don't fuck it up. Please, please get me a. Yeah, it's funny. I've never seen her in chat before, and here we are. She but she hears stats. It is like it just appears um, like a genie. She is. You know how we have stats bot? Yeah, it's actually her and Tom. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, formulas. But we is just that, we like stats bot killing you guys people. on the sh- on the broadcast right now. Yeah, stats bot is murdering us in predictions. They that's keep getting so me, like the quote unquote upsets. They should retire uh, or or like leave Riot and go start a. Like a, one of those betting or fantasy sites or something like that, and just clean up by always having the stats. So, so uh, Super Chloe says she doesn't have the database in front of her right now because our the uh, LCS team. Chloe, we need you to carry around off. like a Pokédex everywhere you go, just like. Uh, so I, I I forget if it's I think it's based off volume because has like she was saying like it's there's zero six players and there's zero whatever players, but like he's played so many games that like if you take certain amount i think it's like some base and then the other thing that she said because we were using like elos to calculate the team strength for that stats bot thing he's the lowest elo player in in the league i think according to yeah so sad Uh, and i don't want it to be that case i like frog and he's this legendary player like I i don't want these things to be it's not like we're like oh yeah his stats suck hooray like I think some people perceive it when we are say these types of things that we're like trying to dog on them. It's just like it's really shitty and concerning for uh, Golden Guardians and for Frog and himself. Like he really he's got to turn it around this year. So I don't know. Um, well, there's definitely a lot of pressure on him. So yeah, I feel like a lot of like he really wanted to redeem himself this split. So I feel like he will still be really ambitious on like improving and like maybe trying to turn it still around so the the stats are pretty concerning i didn't actually know these like things that are pretty yeah. crazy for sure but yeah i would yeah. have to uh i'll leave it to the stats team to develop well it's unlikely that they're ever going to put out a a stat slide that's like did you know frog it is statistically yeah. at the bottom of the pack of all time yeah, wasn't there like once like this like gif where it's like one eighteen and three assists in two games, and then there's like this gift this one pro player. Oh, lap. <laughs> yeah, 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 the <laughs> and he doesn't know what the camera is on. I mean, he looks yeah, into yeah. the camera. He's so like, happy. Yeah, <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. The uh, the same way that there's dark dash, there needs to be a dark stats bot that just is putting out like these evil versions of stats, like all the negative ones. Well, and I don't want to pile on frog and only for like, oh, that's why Golden Guardians is losing. To be fair, because like, if you want to talk about like careers trending downwards, like, Hanser did not end TSA. Like, when 2016, 2017, it was undeniable that Hanser was among the best top players in the league. I don't think anyone would have made that case at all last year. Yeah. And it's well, probably still. As well, playing kind of like rough team comps. I feel like they're. Oh, yeah. Like easy like ones. Like yeah. I feel like Victor Chop. Uh, out of my experience, it's really hard to play and to pull out. I think the team needs to play really good around it. 
um, get the victory hat, and then play the game slowly, and then the victory can take over the game. But if you are not a consistent team or you're still like kind of trying to find yourselves, I think Victor makes the game really hard to play. And I'm not sure if like GGS is ready for these picks. Uh, obviously, like I don't I don't have the insight in like what is their flavor or what is their team style, but Victor seems really hard for me, I think, to pull off for them. Uh, I feel like I don't know what they played with Soraka because I didn't watch all the games. Uh, but I think they played like Draven Soraka or something like this. Yeah, like, and uh, then they have like a, a LeBlanc and something else. So it was like a really yeah. It's like they need to really hardcore win lane. If they do like a mistake and Soraka just dies once or twice, it's like instantly Soraka has like no priority in lane anymore at this point. She, enemy support will just be mid lane, and <laughs> enemy mid lane is just like, hey, yeah, I'm playing against LeBlanc, but my support is here to back me up every time she jumps in. So I think they play really hard comps and. Believe they fall behind early games, so it's like I think you really have to play. Yeah. Well, hey, boy is still here. How's it going, boy? Yeah. Hi. Not good. It's good. We, good. we forgot you. So here, it's here, okay. let's let's go in on this. Uh, your your original topic was you think Golden Guardians is destined to be back to back tenth place, cementing themselves as one of the, the lowest performing teams in LCS history. I don't think they're going to be ten to ten, or I don't think they're going to be tenth and tenth. I'm much like my old Bitcoin and altcoins. I'm holding on to this in the the sheer hope that this stock is worth something at some point in time. But I do think it's going to be. I think they'll. They'll. I think something will happen. I think some team will come crashing down. Maybe CLG. We don't know. Uh, they did, they didn't look that great that first week. You know, maybe they'll have that week again. Um, Mark, hopefully not. Yeah, Mark. Mark, do you think they'll be ten ten both weeks or both weeks? No, I don't think so. I don't. I'm not even convinced. Like they're 100% locked into 10th. This this uh, uh, split. Like people go through slumps. People go through hot streaks. Like it's only you know two weeks into the season. There's seven more to go. So I think someone else could go completely mental boom too, and maybe they rally a little bit. Um, yeah, but I I don't think it's. I I think their playoff hopes are pretty. I mean, pretty over. And that, yeah, that, I feel like always like the good example is the old like the Cloud Nine last year. But it's like I feel like even like me and Optic, I think we were pretty. We were like ninth, and Cloud Nine was tenth, and Cloud Nine made it till the finals, and we made it to seventh place. I think if we won like one more game, we were yeah one one. Yeah, away. this is one, one of Mark's away, favorite so stories is that you guys were one game away from making the playoffs. He says that all the time. Yeah. And I think if you won that one game, I think T7 would have been out. That would be like an insane subset. So I feel like teams can pull it like around if, if something clicks or if the team just finds their play style and their drafts. But well, in Twitch obviously chat thinks, it's uncommon. Twitch chat thinks we hate Hunter T. And the thing that I'll say is if Golden Guardians was slightly better, we'd be talking about Hunter T potentially being 10th place to split right now because Golden Guardians would have beat out Hunter T in that match. And That was close, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think Hunter T is not too far away in terms of not looking good. All right. Uh, anyway, final anything you want to say at the end here, boy? Yeah, I just want to get like your quick thoughts on like Ole. I think Ole is one of those players that had like an amazing 2017 uh, year with Immortals, and then he went to Liquid. It didn't really work out though. With and then now in Golden Guardians, it looks even worse than it was on Liquid. So you think it's like? Ole is just like trending downwards. Or okay, is so it like a... super quick, super quick thoughts on Ole because we're running out of time. Yeah. Uh, but 
Uh, yeah. What do you What do you think? Uh, power. I'll, I'll let you handle it, Pee-wee. Um, I think obviously I never played it for this, so I can't really tell on what's the issue right now is. Um, but from what I heard in previous interviews and previous splits, is that he has confidence issues. So if Golden Guns is doing really bad now, and I don't know how they are like as a team, if there's if there's like a really friendly environment, so. Maybe like these players are kind of upset that they're losing so much, and then Ole has maybe confidence issues. So that combination can be really bad with like a bad start into the split. So yeah, I could see that as like a as an issue. Yeah. Thanks so much uh, for coming in, boy. Thank you for having me on show. Have a good night, guys. Good night. Thank you. Oh, somebody in Twitch that says these two dudes are the most biased people on the scene. Trust nothing they say. Listen. Don't talk about Mark and Power People that way. They're incredible people. <laughs> They're not biased at all. All right. That's why I brought them on this show. All right. They're, they're incredible folks. Um, all right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, Power People, you can hide your face so that your sponsor doesn't yell at you or your team. Um, we're going to talk about the sponsor for this show, Alienware. Woohoo. Uh, so cool story. Uh, just a little bit before this show, I did. I brought back an old show. Well, not a show, old show. I've only done one show of it, but uh, we did stream chat. Second episode I've ever done. I interview streamers. You can go check it out. And on that show, which is really cool, the first time I've ever been able to do this, I was able to give out an Alienware Aurora R8, like a full desktop computer with a i7-9700K in it to a streamer. Uh, invader v who just started streaming about a month ago and has been popping off uh and it just kind of shows the cool things that uh alienware is doing in the space obviously uh there was some support in there from intel as well so thank you to them but uh it's been really cool to work with alienware just the amount of cool stuff we've been able to do it's been ridiculous um tomorrow i'm going to uh, my old alma mater c-s-u-l-b alma mater alma mater i don't know how to pronounce it uh for like a meetup with the club there to talk about esports be giving away one of these Alienware headsets there. Uh, there's just a ton of cool stuff. Oh, one thing that is also really neat is this week, you may notice if you're watching in my YouTube channel of interviews, we have 4K video on all these interviews. I can't promise we're going to be able to do it all the time because it does generate giant files and it's not just the computer that we need help with, but also bandwidth and all that. But for, for what we can do this, this year, we're going to try to do a lot more 4K interviews. Uh, and that's because of a laptop notebook the alienware 15 that they were able to provide us uh for use at the lcs every week now my editor's using it so uh, it's just cool they are doing a lot to level up my content to let me do cool things awesome stuff uh and i'm just really excited about it it's kind of neat that they've just improved so much of the initiatives i'm doing uh, mark is wearing their headset right now um and it just it goes so well with that cat castle in the background is what i would say Anyway, you can go check out their stuff, uh, dell.com slash Travis. There's all sorts of cool stuff over there. They've got amazing products and, and more. You know, sponsor uh, LCS itself, Team Liquid, others. So uh, thank you so much to Team Liquid for sponsoring the show. And be sure to check them out. All right, next caller. Mark? Uh, whoops. <laughs> well, we got a little bit of time because Mark zoned out. Uh, randomness 911 counterlock James counterlogic gaming got gifted stuff for uh, by cool for Joe TLK's reset for four months in a row dragon Iro two months uh, Moonizzle for six Dr. Manhattan for 15 thank you wayward soul for eight Alabas for nine 
that weird dude 25 for seven months and said travis take my energy and then gifted 10 subs to the channel pretty impressive what he's up to who's your longest sub travis what's that who's your longest sub you have the longest sub i think like yeah. 17 months i think i saw somebody sub today for 17 months which is yeah boba cola is at the 17 minute month mark and somebody else i think is too which is cool because i didn't start streaming until nemsic as well um until like probably 17 months ago coco conja is here coco conja where are you calling from uh detroit detroit also a cold place i imagine actually it was a 70 degree swing it was negative it was 70 degrees? I thought it was no more polar no. vortex then. So it was negative 20 on Friday, and it swung. Now it's like 50 above. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, well, Steve's in chat. What up, Steve? I guess it's a good question for you. I think... Yeah, but Viper... he's not on the show. Yeah, but he's in chat. He... Whatever. Uh, Come on the show I think Viper will to talk be... to us. I think Viper will be rookie of the split. Him and FlyQuest have been impressing me, and I think Core JJ will be MVP. Uh, he's actually carrying double lift, it seems like, so far. Wow. Big words. All right. Uh, do you think, what do you think of Viper, uh, Power of Evil? Have you had a chance to, to see him or pay attention to him much? Um, I think Viper is for sure a really, really good rookie. Um... I think he still obviously has some stuff to learn and to improve. I don't know how his like, in-game communication is, but from the games he has played, he seemed pretty good in most matches. Uh, I think he... The game against us... I don't remember how the game went. I feel like he just got outscaled, and then was, I think Dasha was just way more impactful in the late game, but um, I would say that was in combination with them not snowballing good. And sometimes getting caught by the time catch ultimate. So I would say uh, that's obviously stuff you need to learn. And that like comes a lot by experience and by playing these stage games. So I think he has a lot of potential. And it's probably going to be a really strong top laner for sure. Mark, do you, I don't know if you guys talk about like who's in the running for a rookie, you know, only two weeks in. Uh, usually not. It's a little early. Um, I mean, the thing is, there's not a ton of rookies, depending on what ends up happening, because you have, like, Wiggly or, or Ray, uh, he'll be a rookie. Uh, Optic has, like, Asta, who could be a rookie, but I think yeah. he's he was, the like, only... the one that I was, like, he was also really impressive, too. Yeah, yeah but are actually still coming in, or are they playing with Asta now, actually? Was... So, I, I, I'm not sure. I think I've heard they're playing on playing Arrow, but... Uh, I'm just even thinking, like, who are the rookies at all? Because then you will only also have Broken Blade, right? So you have, like, three or four rookies total. It does uh, Broken Blade count as a rookie since he comes from TCL? TCL, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to double-check that. So I thought somebody told me close. that he did. Oh, that's... Huh? Is Chloe able to answer that question? Is Chloe, Chloe would be if we can Chloe. make her continue Chloe. to do her real-world job for us for free. Chloe. <laughs> Um, but I would say so far Viper oh, has Broken okay. Blade is not a rookie. We've got the official Super Chloe. Oh shit! Okay, okay. So he is one, or he's not one. He's not. He is not a rookie. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So then Viper has a good chance because I'm pretty sure in terms of rookies who are going to like get enough time to to potentially do it, it's between him and Wiggly. And so, Vulcan, right? And Vulcan, right? 
Uh, oh, Vulcan, Vulcan might be. He's played, uh, I think, at least two games in LCS with Piglet the last split, but that might, that's not enough to make him not a rookie. Yeah, Ray, Ray played two games last split too, so... Right. So it's probably between these three. Yeah. They need to, like, battle each other out for it. I mean, PoE's just got to carry Wiggly to... Uh, yeah, I need to, I'm going to make uh, Ray look really good, especially against these rookies, you know, and then... You'll let him get the kills and yeah. stuff. You'll be like, this is for you. Go get it. All those jungle yeah, fights. First, that you first have, victim like... was Viper, you know? First yeah. victim was Viper. Next is Vulcan. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm curious if that ends up happening. I, your other comment was CoreJJ getting MVP. Mark? Yeah. Hmm? CoreJJ MVP? Oh, uh, that w so the rookie one is really hard to say so far. CoreJJ being MVP, also really hard to say, but... I think he has a better case for it than Viper has for, I mean, only two ga four games in, of course. But, like, JJ, I think, has been one of the most important people on that 4-0 team. So I think he's the early favorite, you could say, for MVP, but it's it's also super early. I don't know if uh, Power Beetle feels like someone else yeah. is more impactful in, in their games. Well, no, I definitely agree that I think Koji is doing a lot in their games and a lot of a lot of their victories. I believe it's just them playing really good around botlane. Again, I think Xmith is really experienced now. Mm -hmm. And Double Lift, Kojiji are just winning the lanes and Snowball is early leads really good. So um, I would say definitely Kojiji, uh, a runner third. But it's like so early in the split. Um, like we had only four games. There's like still so many games left and I'm just, it's gonna probably just be gonna see like how because I feel like always MVP is like, okay, Team team Liquid now ends up being like 16-2 or something like this. It's like, like, did they really need this one guy, this one MVP yeah. to like carry them in these games, right? But was it like maybe a player in like one of the middle pack tier teams who's making that team click and is making them team like a top tier team, you know? It's gonna yeah. like smurf in playoffs or something like this. I feel like that's always like a huge difference too. I, I agree on that point. Like, I think... For me, I like when MVP is more, uh, I guess, fluid like that, where it's not just about like who's the best guy on the best team, or like who's the best player in the league, because then you're you're looking at like a very small handful of people who could possibly win that award every single year. Uh, but like, like you're saying, if there's a team, I don't know, let's say Optic right now is like a top four team and they finish top four, like, and Crown keeps hulking out, like, it's really hard to not say Crown, even though he's only on the fourth best team, isn't more valuable than anyone on Team Liquid, who was the number one team from last split anyways. Coco, you said you think CoreJJ is carrying double lift. Yeah, uh, it, it seems like uh, double lift, he's still playing out of his mind, always, but uh, okay, good. just the games are just, it looks so easy to <laughs> yeah. them, and it's it's like they they scroll the bot and like they're always pushing the other guys in and it's just it looks so easy and you know Ole made it look easy too but like it's like it's like they're playing against academy kids. Yeah, I mean that's I, Mark. Do have you pulled a Team Liquid person yet? A good person to talk about TL. I didn't see anyone talking about TL, dude. There's not much to say. Okay. Oh, and so that well then that's great because we'll open it up here kind of. I. I'm curious with, because you said they kind of look like they're smurfing. I'm wondering if uh, when Team Liquid is finally going to lose a game. 
Um, I think if they do, it'll be TSM. Hmm. Why TSM? Um, well, they already knocked out like the other two teams that I thought were really good. Uh, maybe this next FlyQuest game, even like maybe those are the two things that I can see if they have a bad day and those teams have a good day, uh, possibly dropping. But at the moment, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely excited to watch the FlyQuest and Team Liquid games. And FlyQuest right now, I think second players. Uh, they only lost against us, so really curious how these guys match against each other, or like if FlyQuest maybe can get a really good draft against them and just take a game away from them. So excited for that one for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know, Mark. Is this? Are they gonna? Are they just smurfing right now? Hmm. Yes and no. Like I think they they look clearly like the best team, but I don't feel like they are like I felt more impressed with the Mortals in 2016 yeah. ring and like how they were just absolutely running people over. A number of Team Liquid's games have felt I think at least two of their games have felt like they just were the better team with better players and they kind of just waited for them to to win kind of thing, you know? Wasn't there like a sort of like Smithy like won like two bounds like bound fifty fifties two against these teams some of this so like yeah I don't know if it would have like changed maybe the outcome of the game but so like Smithy securing these objectives just making it like an I guess like easy win instead of making it like an you know like a fight for it you know Could, yeah I mean even yeah, the so. game that that you guys played like I thought you had a couple like you were you guys were close to getting a lot of good plays on them but like. Poor JJ would save someone or something, or or Smithy would barely get out alive a, a number of times. That like it didn't yeah. actually work out, but it wasn't like it felt super easy, or they were running you guys over for the whole game. Yeah, I agree. I think definitely uh, they are not like unbeatable, but obviously they are for sure like right now on top of the ladder. And well, I think it just depends on how fast maybe the other teams can catch up, since the well-packed tier teams are. Even right now, and everyone can take games from each other. So, really curious who's like the first, maybe like middle tier team who can like make that jump to the top tier ladder and like maybe take games away from Team Liquid. Yeah, is there? Because I thought after the first week that it was like TLC nine were the the top tier, but I don't know if that's the case anymore. Mm. Well, I think C nine faced already Team Liquid, so I don't know how their schedule looks like. But I believe I think C nine is still really good. Uh, I think they maybe just had a bad game, bad day against us as well. I think they are normally better. And because if you're losing a CLG, then <laughs> what, what are you, what are you doing, Cloud Nine? I mean, savage, savage. I'm just kidding. Uh, but I do. I mean, it it is worth noting that they're the only, or that they went down to two two. Like it's it's interesting that Team Liquid is so far ahead of everyone except for FlyQuest, and even FlyQuest is behind. And it's been like there's been like four games, right? Like the amount of two two. Teams in the league uh, are pretty high. Maybe it's not super unusual for this point in time, but I feel like usually we see things a little bit more neck and neck. So just interesting. All right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of room for teams to improve at this point. Like, I don't think anyone has their synergy nailed down that well. Yeah. Coco, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Uh, no, just want to say thanks to you and Mark. Uh, without saying too much, you guys have affected my life and I'm in the position I'm in now. Oh, that's about it. Thank you. Well, I'm glad we could hook you up with that sweet CEO job. Uh, hopefully, you'll pay it back. One day. Yeah, thank you. Everyone. Oh, I cut him off, sorry. Um, 
Gave him the boot as he was saying bye. I feel so bad. All right. Uh, Mark is off to grab the next person as he starts to wake up. That weird dude, thank you for the 20 or for the 10 gifted subs. That's sick. Ferdy IRL, thank you for the eight months. That weird dude then sent 500 bit dudes on a roll. Mellow Jello, 100, thank you for the prime. That weird dude gifted to Power of Evil. So Power of Evil now is a Travis Gafford sub. It's really the big hope he had coming on the show. Tic Tac Toe Ninja. Goal Chiefs. Tic Tac Toe Ninja, thank you for the eight months. Omega Force 2009, thank you for the prime. Blank 27, thank you for four months in a row. Uh, Marshall 4 with 12 months. We did it. Love POE. Very happy with CLGs last week and says Marshall. One Thanks. is on the show. One, where are you calling from? Hey, I'm from Colorado. Colorado. Did you change your name away from your like real name? Because you had a different name on Discord a little bit ago. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. I won't reveal. Oh, it's fine. It's Hunter. I don't even really know why I changed all right, it. All right. All right. So what, I don't even know what we're doing. So you're in Colorado. How's Colorado yeah, right now? Uh, it's, it's totally fine. Like I said, I'm sick. So like, no matter where I'm at, it sucks. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, that's one way to look at the world. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you want to talk about on the show? I think veterancy and like intangibilities just get way too much credit and they're kind of the bane of, uh, pro play. Sorry. One more time. Um, like veterancy and intangibilities, um, kind of ruin um pro play can you elaborate what you mean by that yes yeah, so like um so veterancy as in like so i, I don't want to like just jump on the i mean we were already talking about frogging and stuff but um just looking at like two rosters specifically like um 100t and golden guardians those two i think were expected to place higher because of i mean obviously some pickups but because of veterancy and I just, I don't really understand because um, it's just way different than traditional sports where league is always changing. It's always evolving. The meta is always, um, you know, you, you have to adapt to the meta. And I it, that only matters if you're keeping up with that, which is why we see players like um, Bjergsen and Jensen um, stay at the top for so long. I mean, those are veterans, but they've been changing with the game as opposed to players like who he and Froggen, who I don't think have changed at all. And so, okay, they're veterans, but that doesn't, you know, there's no credit to that. Yeah. I mean, Team Liquid is uh, a pretty impressive team and they've got a lot of veterans. Sure. And I, th I think that they've also, you know, they step up to the plate of like what needs to be done at that time. And they're not so like one dimensional. Mm. So maybe your your point is just that people give too much credit to veterans or people like get hyped up on players that have been around for a long time, maybe overlook players that are newer. Yeah, well, and that's why I was kind of trying to tie it into the intangibilities thing with like, I just keep looking at like Aphromoo and just how like, you know, people, uh, if you look at just his mechanical play um, and how he is individually playing, I just think he's just really bad. I just think he's kind of trash. But like, he got well, MVP a year, or a year ago. Okay, yeah, he did, and I I think that MVP was like pretty heavily impacted due to recency bias. Yeah. I think that was Hoonies. Um, but yeah, either way, just like I don't know. I look at someone like High, who he was, you know, kind of I think kept around longer than he should have been um, because of intangibilities. And I mean, yeah, th th these are all really important things. But if you look at like traditional sports, you'll have guys that you'll keep around because of these um, things that you can't really like quantify.
but that's because the rosters are so big, you know, so someone like that can have um, a unique impact where League of Legends, you, yeah, you only have five players. So if someone is only bringing you intangibilities, but they're kind of just a trash player, I, I just don't really see how that pays off. Sure. All right. Well, you've you've fired shots at several pro players. Let's let's get <laughs> let's break this apart. Uh, uh, so, are do people put too much stock in experience? Power of evil. Um, uh, I think being a veteran is really important, and I think you should only try to have a balance between veterans and rookies. You shouldn't only have rookies. Um. I agree that certain veterans or some veterans uh, are different to other veterans because in a sense of there's veterans, but I think that has more to do with like actually player attitude and player mindset because just because you're a veteran doesn't mean that you can't, you can stop playing the game or you can chill and relax and be the best. And yeah, I don't need to practice as much. I can play steam games or Let's play some WoW. So it's like Fortnite. you need to, or Fortnite, yeah. So uh, I strongly believe that veterans uh, have a lot of times the edge over rookies since they have experience in stressful situations. Uh, they have possibly stage games experience when you're zero to down in a series, when it's fifth game in a series, or um, they have experience from long games, short games, they experience different meters, different champion pools. They know how to adapt really fast. Um, they should know every, like, I think they should know pretty much every uh, aspect of the game at this point and try to teach the rookies on how to react, uh, how to see certain things, how to adapt, how to maybe improve their communication. So veterans can help a lot. And you see that like teams like Team Liquid, they get these veterans and they're just winning the split. So um, I think it's more about Find, like getting the right veteran and I guess motivating the veteran and keeping it is like I think it just depends on from person to person so I wouldn't say like yeah this veteran is bad this veteran is good and I actually never played with a promo but since you're sh firing shots at him I would actually defend him since I think last year his thing? MVP was for sure deserved I think he was like one of, like one of the best supports uh, like when I was playing against him in Optic, I think he was really, really good at engaging. I think Rakan was perfectly fitting his champion pool. He was finding these right engages, playing really good with Cody-san. I feel like the Volts kind of was not as good because I don't think they should have maybe changed the AD carry, but I don't have the insight of that on that situation, so don't want to judge people. And I don't know. I don't know like if he did that bad this year, but yeah, I would. Probably defend him. I think he didn't do that bad. And I think Afroma brings a lot of like even leadership. Like there's veterans who lead a lot in the game. From what I heard from multiple players, said Afromo leads a lot in the game with communication, doing the right calls. Uh if that is sneaking Baron, if that is just being creative in game and so that was like a really long answer, but being No, but that but that's kinda why I was talking about because you were talking about leadership and stuff, and I'm saying, Okay, that's great, but to me, he either just like hardcore ints down mid. Or, you know, sometimes he can pop off and stuff. And to me, I, like, I would rather just have someone who's consistent and doesn't have the intangibles because I, I think I can rely on that guy a little bit more. So I'll chime in here. I think one reason that you as a viewer probably don't value intangibles is because you don't get to see them almost ever the way a 
person who plays in these games can feel like what a player with intangibles brings to you. Like when you play with someone who knows the right calls and the right stuff to do and can keep people even keeled, who can like help people focus on improving week over week in scrims and practices. Like this is stuff that as a viewer, you'll never see. And if he walks in like into game, you'll think this guy's a trash bag, but like his team will have his back and stuff like that. So I think uh, intangibles maybe overrated by some people in the community, but I have a feeling it's much more likely that um, viewers underrate those kinds of things. Or what might happen as well is maybe a broadcast team might overhype the importance of said intangible, but I don't sure. think that makes it a... Like, you know, we, we sometimes repeat the same narrative, and so you might hear us say Afro shot calling 15 times, and maybe that's why you think it's overvalued by everyone, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. And I think to your point on veterans, like, I don't think it's inherently like a veteran that veterancy is good or veteran status is bad. Just like when you get older and like league is a very, very, very demanding game. And as you get older in life, it's hard to stay as motivated as you were when you were young. And so uh, it's just about determining if that veteran that you're signing is still hungry and like league is their top priority or if they're starting to have their fire burn out and they're not playing as much solo queue, whatever it is. I think so that kind of stuff matters. Do you think it's, it was fair that I compared um, Aphromoo to High? Because like, like I said, I think High you know, could pull out these crazy miracle wins that C9 probably didn't deserve. But when push comes to shove and they had to go against you know, the top teams, uh, you know, it kind of showed that High just wasn't good enough. And that's what I worry about with Aphromoo and players like that, that they're just like, you know, they're just not going to be good enough against the top teams. I, I, I mean, feel like it's, it depends so much. Like... The problem is, is that I think you're making a broad statement about veterans and like, it's so dependent on the player. Like you, I think, I think it might be fair to say that teams put too much faith in players after they are past their prime. Like, and that right. I think yeah, fans yeah, yeah, do yeah. too, right? Like uh, we've talked a lot about, uh, I don't want to even say it cause we, we just bring them up too much. But. <laughs> but like here, here's a counterpoint, like POE you've been playing since like what season four. Uh, yeah, I've been playing since since I'm 17. I call it a fighter of 16, playing since 17. I'm 21 now, so it's like my fifth year. Uh, I've seen like my fifth year now. I've seen right. It. So like 2014. Yeah, yeah. so like I, I would say PoE is a fucking veteran. He's been playing for four plus years. Uh, yeah, no, veterans level. are great to have for sure. I just like... Right, I but I'm, I'm saying like... aren't changing, you know? Right, but that's that's not like a veteran problem. That's like a, a person problem. Some people burn out in two years, and they're barely a veteran before like they're yeah, out. I, I, so I, like, I think it's burning out and keeping up with the game. Um, to your example of high, I would say um, it's a little different as well. Since I feel like midland is a really important role where you need to like be really strong mechanically because if midland is unstable or you are falling behind and you're having these inconsistent games. Since midland is the center of the map, it's, I think, a really crucial role. So maybe you see, like, the game break open wide off, like, way more often uh, if the midline crumbles. So maybe that's why you mentioned high before. But uh, as you already said, like, he pulled out these, like, crazy game wins as well. So it's like... Um, Maybe if you put up like more rookies of him, he would have maybe done better than uh, I think they had like this really old school squad with like Balls, Lemon, I think I can't remember all of them, but maybe it would have been more better if he had like more rookies he could train. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think it's I'm trying to figure out a good way to sum this up. I, I'm you're probably right that in some situations people get too addicted to or not addicted, they get too into like the narrative that is spun around these veterans and it, it probably gives them a ton of bonus points that maybe right. they don't always deserve. But on the other hand, like and, and maybe that was the full extent of your point, but man, there's some veterans out there that are still killing it. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. <laughs> veterans are good, obviously, to have. Just like people people put too many bonus points in these categories that are not really statistically driven, I guess you're saying. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's weird. You, you for it's, sure need like I think scouting on like is it worth it to pick up the veteran or not? And does it fit your team? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's good. I also think uh one thing that people don't or maybe the scene's gotten better since my time when I was coaching and stuff, but like the amount of due diligence people do on pickups is sometimes like horrible. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. If you're going to sign a player, you should talk to as many people who play with that player, coach with that player, get as many like opinions on that guy as you can uh, beyond just like, oh, I saw him in game and he was like, this is just a complete hypothetical. Like, yeah, PoE looked great on Optic. CLG goes, let's sign PoE because he looked like he was hard carrying Optic. But then like if you talk to Optic staff and other players at the time, maybe they like had to bend their bend over they backwards. Yeah, they hate him. They had to bend over <laughs> backwards to appease his ego and like they would have been better with just a normal mid laner or something, you know, like you, you don't, I think I mean, I've maybe heard that's those stories that about POA. So I, <laughs> I, no, I, I think that's actually like an insanely good point. Uh, like I feel like even players do that. Like they ask like players from other teams before, like even joining us. Like, so like, how was the player of that teammate? Like, was he like working good? Was he like giving 120% when the team was going bad? Like, did he try improving the team? So like, I think that's really important in doing scouting and looking for like even veterans if they're still good so yeah uh, like that's a really good point what, what would your old teammates say about you power of evil <laughs> well you can ask them yourself but i think uh i only heard good stuff so i would i i hope i hope they would you only say, heard good stuff like whenever you go to their your old teammates you say what do you no, think no, about power um, of evil no, and no, they're like, no, like <laughs> i mean like people who spoke of my teammates you know gotcha, like, gotcha. So, like, they would be like yeah the reasons why we got to you was you only heard good stuff about you this 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 so we need to rate my professor system for players, rate my player. And it's just like the old teammates go on there. You have to figure out who they are. Uh, you know, it's great. My, my favorite thing is, uh, Travis, you remember when like ESPN did that article where it was like anonymous interview type thing? It was like, everyone oh, yeah. said like, this is the player they want to play the most. Yeah, that was with. actually like, one of the best pieces of content I feel like they've done. You should steal that idea like poe saying and just like ask players about other players but like you know they're they're just silhouettes oh and like yeah a voice do a video <laughs> and so like, no one knows the voice changer that's actually sick yeah okay i need okay hang on i'm opening up my trello board right now because that's actually something i want to add to it uh to the, the ideas category thank you and then i'm just gonna whenever people say great idea i'm gonna say thanks it was something i can't um i'm gonna video interviews Okay, great. Added to the Trello board. Um, all right. Yes. So I think that's it for this topic. Uh, one, is there anything you want to say as we say goodbye? Yeah. So I have a date with this girl and she wants to go bowling, but I have carpal tunnel like really badly. And I don't want to tell her because having carpal tunnel at 24 is like the bitchiest thing. So I don't really know what to do. Um, hmm, well, that's a lot. This is actually a tough one. It's a lot to unpack. Is having carpal 20 at 
or a carpal tunnel at 24 considered. Is this well, how many, like how many dates in are you? Isn't that like pool as well? So I would just I like go to the bowling area and like just ask her no, to there's no play pool. pool. This is Wait, America. Really? Uh, this is America? Yeah, there's sometimes. <laughs> like, like normally like in Germany there's like pool tables and some of this like oh, oh, yeah, so. how, how many dates in are you? This is first date. Oh fuck. Okay yeah. yeah don't, I don't, don't drop the carpal tunnel on this one. She suggested the bowling alley situation. Wait, don't bowlers like have like these wrist brace they wear anyways? Maybe she just won't know if I wear mine. Well, yeah, maybe. Yes, that that might be true. Why are you solving this problem? You called in to ask. Um, All right. What? Hang on. I thanks for. I want to know. Did you did you propose the like? How did the bowling thing come about? No, she she said it was fun. She she was like, oh, there's a bowling alley down the street. You always need to. Did she ask you out? Uh, no, I asked her out. All right, you got to come up. You got whenever you ask out, you need to be in control of where you're going because you want to give yourself the best advantage possible. So, and the, don't this is a rookie mistake. Do not seed. <laughs> you know, it's your you pick the territory. Okay, like if yeah, I was to go on a date with a girl, I would say, "Have you ever been to the LCS press interview room?" All right, that's perfect. All right, I, I <laughs> that's the first date for you. <laughs> I know the layout that, of that battlefield that incredibly well. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's that. I mean, it's it's weird to have carpal tunnel at twenty four. Like, obviously, like that means. Yeah, but there's a story behind it. So, like, I don't know if you if you play it off right, it it shouldn't be a big deal. Okay. Or you can just say you you sprain your wrist and you don't want to go bowling, and then you can put it off if you really need to. But like, I don't think it, it's that it's bad. Literally from playing too much league. But anyway, yeah. Thanks for yeah yeah. The call. Wear the wear the wrist and just say that like. Say the wristband. Where are the wristband? Hey, if she's she got a anything? problem with video games, dude, it ain't gonna work anyways. Long term. No, no, no. But I understand why he doesn't want to throw the carpal tunnel thing out there on the the first day. Not that I think it's a bad thing, but I understand you want to give yourself the confidence, and so yeah, yeah. 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 I think the wristband, the wrist thing is fine. Hey, thanks so much for the call, one, and best of luck on the date. And please do me a favor. Can you um uh like add Mark on Discord or something like that so that after the date you can call in with another topic and let us know at the end of the topic how the date went. I will do that. Okay, thank you so much. I definitely much. think from now on, we should end the show with the dating advice. Like, the whole show is league-centric, and then <laughs> yeah. the last topic is just... I'm worried about what we'll we'll get on the show. Definitely don't flash that. Nothing profane or lewd, yeah. you know. <laughs> wholesome dating advice. Travis and Mark, the date doctor. Yeah. I, I honestly... Honestly, we might want to do a parody one of these for Valentine's Day where we do dating advice. And bring POE back for that one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> One, thank you so much for the call. Yeah, later. Yeah. All right, I'm adding that to the Trello board too. Okay, Valentine's Day parody hotline league. Okay. I actually think um, that'd be so fun. So these next two callers are on opposite sides at the same point. So I think I want to do something where like we don't really answer the first guy, but kind of make sure he doesn't rant for too long, and then we can bring the other one on, and then we can talk about it. Okay, cool. That sounds good. And yes, if we do uh, a love line league, we'll try to get um, Avli on. I think Avli, it would be fun to have Avli come on. All right, a uh, couple more shout outs as we go through. Where are we? Uh, Marshall Forest, Space Cowboy Two Four Seven, Crazy Seahorse, uh, Mega Force Two Thousand Nine. Oh, Marshall! Oh, we already did that. Harry Waddle, thank you for the twelve months. Washed Up Cup, uh, Supreme Court for three months. Shadow Five Five Four Five. That's what's up, 777. Pluto 7443 at 10 months. Event Nexus for a year. Thank you. Squeak the week. 
coming back. Robert Max, thank you for the six months and divide NZL for the uh, 11 months in a row. By the way, speaking of somebody who resubbed earlier, Dr. Manhattan is on the show. Dr. Manhattan, are you Washington, D.C.? Uh, yeah, D.C. Ah, yes. Yes. It's so, I, I always feel like when I predict, it's, it never works, but I've, I've nailed, you've been on the show long enough that, welcome back. This is as a personal victory for me. I am glad to be back. Okay, great. Well, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So I'm not exactly sure how hot of a take this is, but I want to say that I, despite the record that they currently do have right now, I believe that 100 Thieves still has, I believe they're still a top four team. Sorry, uh, you're saying 100 Thieves is still a top four team? E, like, uh, uh, by that, by the end of the season, they'll be a top four team. Yes. Okay. All right. So why? Um, well, most people are going to point to the record, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, I think that they had one of, if not the most difficult opening, like couple of games that they had, uh, for any team in the LCS, they opened with, uh, what they opened with, uh, C9. They also played TSM in their opening one. And I thought they were making really good upgrades in the off season. And then they also had to play team liquid. I mean, those are probably three of the most, uh, projected uh, strong teams in the LCS, and I would say they're all also three of the best teams right now. Um, so that's obviously going to hurt their record right now. Um, and while I kind of agree with people that they didn't really look too convincing with Golden Guardians, I think that the addition of Bang kind of just it it kind of just fucked with the whole formula that they had last uh, last split in the sense of it's it's a new player, so obviously that's just going to change the dynamic of the team. On top of the fact that they have Huhi, so I think that people are just being a bit too hard on them because it's easy to be hard on 100 thieves but i think if you give them some more time as the season goes on um they'll they, like they will be much better on top of the state of the meta kind of being chaotic okay so we have to do I have to, we have to figure out how to do this because the next color is an inverse but uh i mean do you uh, do you want to do you want to pull both in at the same time let the other guy give a spiel and then we discuss or do you want to yeah let's do that why not okay Tight. We, we don't normally do this. This is an advanced hotline lead call situation. Hang in there, Power of Evil. Mm -hmm. yeah, do your best. Um, are you Dr. Manhattan? I'm great. Okay. I'm kind of tired. Got the other. And Trap Lover 69 is in the call. Trap <laughs> Lover 69, where are you calling from? I'm from uh, Long Island, New York. Long Island. Long Island, New York. Okay. Oh, we had another Long Island, New York person earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so what is your take on 100 Thieves? Uh, I think they're dead in the water. Uh, they're probably going to be ninth or 10th. Uh, this is, they're, they're screwed. There's no way. Uh, I think um, Aphromoo is totally thrown in the towel. I don't know how they somehow chose who he as a mid laner. Um, I know that they're already pretty in bad waters with who they had, but then who he. I mean, I think he's probably the worst mid laner in the LCS right now. And someday they just think he's some kind of wizard that can do whatever they want. And they just have infinite faith in him. So they'll just put him on whatever champion, expect him to pop off. And if they, if he like does garbage on a Scion game, then, oh, it's his, it's like, it's like a disaster. I don't think Onda's good at all. I don't know what people see in him. And uh, I don't know. I think Bang is, can't 1v9. So. 
I think honestly, uh, Ephraim was not even going to be a support for very much longer. I think he's going to totally sell out and go like into merch and shit for 100 Thieves and like the coaching position. I don't think he's, I think he's done. Okay. He always faced during all that rant yeah. was just funny. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's right. just a... So, uh, first uh, off, one, uh, one potential doc- counterpoint is a. Uh, well, hang on, hang on. Really build- quickly. Okay. Dr. Manhattan and Traplover, please do me a favor and uh, uh, don't argue with each other or whatever. Just let us discuss and then maybe we'll figure out a way for you guys to respond or something. But, uh, yeah, Mark, absolutely. Absolutely. Mark, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one one counterpoint there was that uh, who he did get a solo kill in, against Froggen in, in their matchup, which was all I was going to throw in there. Okay. Uh, before I let PoE go, because he looked like he was ready to say some stuff. Yeah. Um. Well, that was a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff coming. Well, in. you can um, and you can also respond to Doctor Mahan's yeah. right. Like you got these two sides. Um, where where are you at? Well, I would say I don't think Hanafis looks like a top four team right now. Um, I could see them get to playoffs and do better in playoffs for sure. So, like, I feel like they have the raw talent. Um, I know it's like so surprising to me. I feel like Afromo getting the MVP last year. And then now, like, there's people just saying, like, he's so bad. Like, we didn't play them yet, but I don't know how true that is. Um, I feel like Banger Fomo should sound way better than it is right now. They're, like, not really performing that well, I think. So, uh, for sure, I think Fomo, Bang, they need to pick it up. Uh, they need to get these wins because I think them and some, they are, like, the main carries of the team. So, like, the top and bottom, I think uh, they are really, really strong, like, force. And... Panda needs to just kind of enable them and get them these early game leads. So I would say I agree that Anafis is underperforming a lot right now, but I feel like they should be able to pick it up later to the split. I would say there should be a playoffs team. I think just from the raw talent of the roster, I could like hardly see that they don't make it. But at the same time, it's so weird that they're like underperforming so hard. So it's really rough. Yeah. So now we've got Power of Evil in the middle. We've yeah, got, we've got them coming in into playoffs, <laughs> but maybe not top four. Mark, where where do you land in all this stuff? Uh, so I'm looking at the rosters right now, and I I have a hard time saying anyone is like definitely better than because because the main point that Doctor Manhattan the other uh uh what was Trap Lover was saying was that. One was definitively top four and the split. One was definitively like out of playoffs and one of the worst teams. But I don't see a world where they're definitively worse than these teams. But I also don't see a world where they're definitively better than like, yeah, Team Liquid feels like the best team in the league. And then after that, it's a bit of a toss up. FlyQuest looks really good right now, but I think a lot of people would question the ceiling of that team a little bit and how much further they can really, uh, you know, go i think that was a similar problem that they ran into a little bit last split i think they're a lot better than last split um but it's still a concern about can they really be the second or third best team in the league c9 is someone who a lot of people are expecting to get into top four uh but you know outside them like it's really up in the air you have tsm clutch gaming clg optic all these guys at two and two who have looked good and have looked better than 100 thieves so far and I think 100 Thieves roster is really talented, but not like so much so that I would just expect them to instantly overshoot a team like Clutch or CLG or FlyQuest or TSM. So I think I'm probably a little with PoE, uh, but maybe a little more negative. 
No, I could, I could see, I, I could see what you're saying. I feel like maybe I'm a little bit overestimating the roster, especially after, like, after these performances. So I could definitely see that. Yeah, I'm really worried for who he, because I feel like whenever people ask me about Hunter T, I said you have to hope that was during the off season, you have to hope that who he was being held back by CLG and not the other way around. But his grand entrance to Hunter T has not looked great, and I don't feel like he's in a better place than he was on CLG. So just a lot of concerns around that. Like, it's interesting in that I'm very curious to see... I feel like Hunter T and GGS have really similar issues right now where if they just had Power of Evil in the mid lane, they'd be looking a lot better. So I'm very curious <laughs> to see... What ends up happening? I mean, I'm memeing, but also I just like it's. <clears throat> I, I mean, know. I th I think who he's a bit of a streaky player. Like sometimes he looks completely like out of his mind, boosted, and then other times he looks out of his mind, good. Uh, has he looked boot like that way for a like? Has he looked out of his mind good in a while though? I feel like all last year he wasn't. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I think it was only a year ago. It might have been twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, a, a year, year ago long. this time, like Jat was predicting, CLG was going to be the best, and then they were flopping pretty hard. Right, but I was going to say during that time, I'm pretty sure who he was like the one bright spot for that mm. team because they're because Biofrost and Six A weren't gelling yet, um, and Rainover was like messing up, but they had really good early games, and who he was like the big. If I remember, he was playing a lot of assassins. Katarina and shit like that and was like putting yeah. in really good performances i think that was last year yeah. uh which yeah to, to poe's point that was a long time ago but uh who he is a streaky player in my mind so like maybe he can turn it around but i i think that is still a problem that you have a streaky streaky mid laner when earlier you know PO was talking about how pivotal mid lane is to your map yeah yeah i want, I want to clarify that i you know who he like kind of got me into like esports for league of legends like i was a huge who he fan so i'm kind of heartbroken that to say that i genuinely think he's like the worst like mid laner in the lcs right now okay like, let's hear from it just sucks let's hear from yeah i think Froggen might be below him. i think uh dr manhattan though what do you what do you think of all this is we're all being kind of down and and not agreeing with you i mean i would say like if you're talking about immediately, I would see. I mean, there's obviously cause for concern from them, but I mean, if we look at, I would say if we look at the past, like couple of, like on the past two splits, hundred teams have been in the LCS. I mean, they were a team that kind of started a bit slow, but then you know mm -hmm. toward the end, or like, like I mean, I mean, the, for example, the first, like the first split they were in, they actually were the team that handed Golden Guardians their first ever win, and they ended like what four or five in the first round robin, and ended up ending like first. So I think that given more time, and again, who knows what direction the metal will go with the way Riot wants to do stuff, and rumor is they want to add more power to the bot lane. Turns out they have a world class bot laner. You know, there's this could actually, like, there's actually room for hundred these to grow. But again, they've. It might, they're just kind of slow starters, so that's kind of yeah. they're, that's kind of why people are for now. I would agree for now, but for the future, give them some time. Oh, uh, trap lover, you any final thoughts? Uh, I don't know. Hope Hundred T can pick it up because I actually like logged their roster. Yeah. All right, uh, Doctor Manhattan, thank you for the call. Uh, any final thoughts from you? Uh, it's cool to be part of this first dual call thing right here, and um, just again hoping the hundred thieves can pull it off. Um, but yeah, just 
thank you for having me here once again. Hey, uh, Traveler, uh, the final thing, I have a question for you. What, who is your favorite player in the LCS right now? Oh, I'm a double fanboy. I can't help myself. Love him. See, I thought you were going to say Sneaky. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, he's up there. Yeah. I will talk to you both in future calls. Thank you for calling us. Mm-hmm. Mark didn't even react. He wasn't even paying attention to the joke. No, I, they say goodbye. Thanks for the, the first ever duo call. I don't know. It looked like you, you had control of it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't think he, he got it. He didn't get it. That's fine. Um, I, oh, well, I, I did miss something? Onwards, onwards and upwards to the next caller. <laughs> uh, Divide NZL, thank you for 11 months in a row. Smoke Dog, thank you for the nine months. Z Cogs, thank you for two months. That weird dude gifted us up to Mark. Uh, that's great. Liquid112. Steve coming in. 12 months. Steve's been a sub on the channel for 12 months. Thank you, Steve, uh, for being here. Shipnate for the eight months in a row, uh, who says, here's my hot take. TSM. Uh, Liquid12, thank you for gifting a sub to Nian Poulet. That weird dude gifted a sub to Golden Guardians. Dark Sage 527. Sally's are for three months. Uh, weird dude to 100 Thieves. Just gifting everybody. Connor H314, where are you calling from? I'm calling from St. Louis, Missouri. All right. And how's St. Louis? It was so cold, like, a couple of days ago. It was, like, gotten to the negatives. It hasn't gotten into the negatives for years. But now Jeez. we're back at 60 degrees, so. Well, glad to hear it. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So I wanted, one, first, I wanted to praise the, like, stock system game that is on the LCS countdown now. I think it's really ingenuitive way to look at the teams and their power levels. Like, I know it's just an ELO system, but we haven't had something like that before. And the stats team did, I think, a really good job looking at it. Plus, I mean, I'm kind of just like a finance nerd along with a lot of things. But yeah, I really Mark. like looking at like finance and stuff. And it's just like pretty interesting to look at. Uh, for the viewers who are at Bondi Harvest getting uh, a Halloumi Tartine during... The oh. oh, we lost power of evil. No. Uh -oh. he, just, he died. Okay, yeah, whatever. I think my camera just died. We'll figure it out. Uh, there's no way to. to oh, wait. Do you have an extra battery or anything? Well, uh, I'll, I'll I'll check for it. Okay, go I, do that. Like I'm going to talk to Mark for a little bit. Um, for those of us that are getting halloumi tartines at Bondi Harvest during the uh, countdown, what what is? Do you want to explain the stock system and how that all works? You want to talk about Bondi Harvest first? Yeah. Not a fan. What the hell? Like How are you not a fan of Bondi Harvest? It's like they just have like nothing but good food. It's so like I just like I get it's a nice place and the food is all organic and shit. But I, I look at that menu and I order stuff and every time I'm just like, mm, it wasn't that good. And it's probably you expensive had? too if it's organic. Yeah, it's expensive. Have you had the halloumi tartine? No, I have not because I don't know what the fuck you just said. Okay, a halloumi, so I probably a have not ordered it for that reason. A tartine. <clears throat> a tartine no, I can, I, I can hear the syllables you're saying. I don't know what open, they are when you put them together. It's an open-faced sandwich. So it's like a, it's, you know, you could consider it a toast, but it's open-faced. I know what an open-faced sandwich is. Continue and uh, and um, halloumi uh, is colloquially referred to as squeaky cheese. I don't know if you've ever had the squeaky cheese before, but... Uh, when you order the halloumi tartine, it's a, uh, it's kind of like an avocado toast, but they put uh, like a pistachio spread on it with some honey, and then they put like three different pieces of 
uh, fried halloumi cheese on it, and it is delightful. I'm gone for like one minute, and suddenly it turned into a cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you been to Bondi Harvest Poe? It's not that far from the studio. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, you got to get it. Travis, okay. take take Poe to to Bondi Harvest, and then he can chime in on this topic. Because I everything you just described to me just sounds like some kind of shit. Some guy living in the forest thoughts would would be good, and that's not what sounds good to me. It's so good. I don't know. You you take me to Mendocino Farms and you give me a not so fried chicken. Fucking amazing. No, that's super good. You, Wait, get, you give me whatever the hell you just said this sandwich is, not doing it for okay, me. Okay, it's not a sandwich, it's a tartine. Right there with you, Mark. Freaking I'm all I like. You don't even food. you've never been to Bondi Harvest. You don't be here. Stop defending him. <laughs> huh? Connor like can have an opinion, all right? He's on the show. <laughs> he's he's in the on air room for a reason. This, this, he doesn't they don't get to talk about that. this is different um by the way uh, Connor, we, do, do, oh. did you do you know the uh the like stock system thing we did i don't know oh, wait, wait, hang on i i i, I didn't see that one Huey, what's your favorite thing you've had in la for food food yeah mm, i really enjoyed the japanese food in satel okay i really enjoyed the uh, sushi in santa monica since like what, I, is there I'm, like, I'm German, I feel like sushi, like sushi in Germany is good, but like it's whole fresh. I feel like better. Like I really fish? like Asian food, and I think Asian food is really good here in America. What sushi place? Um, I don't know what it's called. I've been there so many times, but I don't sugar know. Sugarfish. Sugarfish. Sugar fish. Uh, sugar yeah, sugarfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's what I was. That's what I thought. Okay, sugarfish is pretty badass. Okay, <sighs> Connor. Yeah. You want, we were talking about the stock system. Mark, yes. talk about the stock system. All right, so for Travis and POE and anyone else watching who did not know Kesha's, uh, the first week of the LCS, we used an ELO system uh, that we calculated. Uh, everyone start, every player started like 100 ELO, then we built teams, and we ran them through all of last year to get individual player ELOs that got adjusted. So when the new teams came together, they had ELOs based off last year and they put the teams together and it had the teams ranked uh, based off their player ELO combined. And then we had a set amount of like money in air quotes to buy teams at the price of their ELO to predict if they're going to go up or down and we're trying to accumulate more points. Uh, and so that was the system. I unfortunately bought a bunch of golden guardians thinking that they would, uh, yeah, they, were, they, were, they were third from the bottom. And so I was like, this is going to be great. I'll be able if, if they go to, and you have to buy in two week chunks. So like I thought their first week was easy uh, and they would go 2-0 and then they might lose 0-2 the next week but because they're low rated and how ELO works, like you, if you beat people above you, you go up more. So I was like, this is going to be great. So I got fucked there. But uh, that's generally how the system works. So yeah, that the first things, I think that's really, I think it's really ingenuitive. Sorry to come over you. Power no, no, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, but I, so there's a couple points that I think that you guys should do and like teams to stay away from and teams to actually like buy more of. And also now that I'm looking at the graphic, you have 10 shares, Mark, and everyone else has nine. So I don't know how that happened. Uh, it's cause I, I'm in max better than they did. Uh, we were given roughly 5,000 points to start with. And I think I bought one of Echo Fox, which was you the did. lowest place team at the time. And I, I bought four of Golden Guardians, which was the third. So like those two things gave me enough to free up for a couple other things but uh 
Yeah. So, yeah, I think so. I'm going to go on the first thing I want to talk about is I'm going to go on the unpopular opinion side, at least for the purposes of this, like, quote, stock market. I think like you can hold on to a couple of those golden guardians because they have nowhere to go but up. Like the whole rule is that you want to buy low, sell high. That's obviously how like stock market works like in that sense. And I think, you know, they're already third to last and they've tanked more. But I think that they have like, again, they have nowhere to go but up unless they literally go zero eighteen. 18. And I don't think that team, I don't think that team is going to mental boom as easy as everyone says they are. I feel like definitely in contract should just be immune to mental boom after last year. So remember, they're uh, still in the mental boom from last year, Connor. Come on, get it, get it together. So one of the things that's scary is I was I was looking at like uh, last year's like teams because we had them all graphed out how they did over the course of the year, and like it's not worth it to invest in a bad team that's going to keep losing, and it's worth keep investing in the best team that's going to keep winning. So like even even if you like. From what I saw in the, the trend lines from the last year, like it's not worth it to invest in a team like Golden Guardians if you think they're going to go one and three because it'll still be lower than what you bought in that. So like, I don't know, man. I don't think I want to buy any more Golden Guardians. Well, I'm not saying buy more gold. I, I still, I think you could like drop one or two or three of them, but just like holding on to a share or two probably would be really cool. But like, I guess you know, I I was under the impression that like if a team is way higher in Elo, the loss didn't mean as much. And since Golden Guardians is going to be so low, maybe even going one and three, and if they have like a surprise upset against like FlyQuest or Cloud9 or Team Liquid or whatever, some yeah. of those people that are at the top, you know, their stock will go up, maybe. So the, the interesting thing about this too is like the ELOs are what they're basically using for the stats bot to predict winners and losers. And it's like, I done thought a so. Pretty fucking good job. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I. I can't lie, I laughed when I saw FlyQuest was third, but I think you guys did too because nobody bought into them, but I mean, <laughs> they went three and ones, and they're the only team that did that. Or, you know, went three and one. There's obviously one that went four and oh, but you know, who's laughing now? Hmm. That sounds like such a good, like, way cooler than Fantasy LCS. I would be way I... more interested in doing this than Fantasy LCS. Travis, yeah, get in on it. Wait, how can I get in on it? Uh, Connor, do you have the link to the first tweet? That, that came out no i'm just looking it. i'm just looking at the graphic from youtube and i looked i had the schedule pulled up like me evaluating which teams lost and won and who they lost to and who they won against mm. so i was kind of like formulating who i think the risers like are going to be next in the next couple weeks and who i think the fall like the teams that are going to fall are um another team that i thought i think is going to rise and i mean i i think 100 thieves once they gel will have like a, like will rise super easily through the elo system or whatever here i'm, I'm sending it in in a skype to travis and poe okay cool oops i posted it twice gotcha. so the, these were what the stocks were at after the first uh uh during the first week like if you bought clg you would have made so much fucking money for yeah no kidding <laughs> Yeah, we mm, turned it out. Cool. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone really thought you would do like. I didn't think CLG was going to go two two. Sorry, Poe. But yeah, no, uh, I mean, understandable. Understandable. <laughs> oh, Kobe, Kobe's way down there. People ask me like, like, um, 
Like when people predicted us to not do good after the first week, it's understandable. Like I'm not upset about well, it or anything. You guys also went against Cloud9 and 1, which like I didn't think was going to happen. And there was also a Liquid game, which is also a really tough opponent. So I was just like, huh. Wait, so yeah, nobody bought CLG stock. Yeah, nobody bought CLG <laughs> stock. And they're pro- I mean, now it's higher than it was. So, or FlyQuest you know. or Optic stock, which is kind of funny. It's a uh, Counter-Dodge Gaming, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah, Let me ask you this. Poe, who, which teams would you invest in for the next round? So, like, we have oh, to buy nice. two week increments. So, like, who do you think is going to do well for the uh, next two weeks? Um, I think I would invest. I obviously, TL is a, it's a safe bet. I would say. Cloud mm-hmm. Nine is good to invest. I think FlyQuest showed that they are capable of winning more games than losing. Um, then like now all the Mel tier, tier teams are there, so it's like really rough to say, but I would probably, hmm, I don't think Optic looked bad. I think their last draft was kind of troll, so I would actually not even, like I would even probably invest into Optic. They didn't seem too bad. And not sure about TSM. Damn. They won one game, but that was like oh, such oh. a fighting fiesta. Like I feel like they should have won, lost that game. Like when Arena was like zero, like Nocturne and Arena just kept dying to be like one v two or two v one. Sorry, two v one against Aatrox. The, I don't even know. I can't remember how they won this game, but they died like two times against Solo one v two. So this is what we're discussing I, right I'm now. I'm not too sure about them. About TSM, yeah. kind of like Dirks look really good. But the team kind of seemed unstable. Okay. As much as probably like TL, FlyQuest. Jesus, Travis, mute your mic (laughs) for real. (laughs) Travis, I thought POE was going to stop talking so that I people could hear Sam's answer to why he didn't spend. No, no, POE should keep talking when you're having another conversation. Mute your mic. Well, no, I went to go get Sam so that we could all learn why that was the case. And then a POE he powered can... through because he's like a German. I'm just, rude. I'm rude. Well, just went through. No, you're not rude. It was just impressive. Okay. Um, yeah. Travis Loki, so, yeah. worst host ever, says Ezreal Legend. Oh, oh <laughs> fucking banned. Um, all right. So <laughs> let's, let's, uh, sorry, continue, POE. Yeah, no, I just said, I would say like TL, FlyQuest, Optic, um, since I believe in us, CG is all. Yeah, and you guys started super low, which I felt like, I don't know, I felt like that was a little low for a start for CLG. I felt like, like, the way you, I still, I, I didn't think you guys were going to go 2-2, but I also think the start on your, like, stock market ELO was pretty low. Yeah, where was our oh, ELO mark? That's real. Where was you my probably, ELO? I was going to say, you probably had half the ELO because of the hard carry performances oh, on Optic, but... <laughs> But um, I also think, I mean, I'll just go through a couple more. Cloud9, I agree, is going to be a riser. Um, I think Clutch might fall. Just, I think they have, like, a pretty tough schedule coming up, if I remember correctly. 100 Thieves, Cloud9, CLG. You guys are looking good, so. And FlyQuest, yeah, like, that's a tough schedule coming up. I think they're going to fall. So I would, I mean, personally, I would stay away from Clutch. And... I don't know. I think, I think, yeah, I think CLG is going to keep doing and maybe go average and clutch will fall. Cloud9 will rise. And maybe I, I have hope in Golden Guardians. I really don't think they're going to mental boom easily. 
considering their uh, like just the players they have. I mean, they're veterans, a lot of them, and the ones that aren't have lost a lot already. <laughs> to jump in one, so one second. Used to it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I think if they've been boom. losing this much, they're more likely to mental boom. Like, I think definitely is not in a good place. I feel oh, like, he looks real sad. <laughs> I feel like they should do this game for like the fans. I feel like that sounds like a hell. It sounds like a nice game, actually. Yeah, I know. I was like, I I didn't think about jumping into it originally, but how do you get into it? It's. Ah. I mean, you just just track. You kind of have to track it yourself. Oh, well, that's awful. There's not like a web portal based thing, but can we get a web portal based thing made? Chloe. <laughs> Dude, I think I think this is I like again credit where credits due. I don't know who came up with the idea, but I think it's a really ingenuitive like way to look at it, even if it is just an Elo system. We've never had like the pro player Elo rank ladder thing, you know. So, I so think Travis, it's really cool. here's what you do next next week in, in the countdown on the first day, we'll do another segment about this, and we'll have the new new prices printed out. Uh, and so just give yourself five thousand. Dollars, and, and then decide which ones you want to buy or sell. And I assume when we're coming up on week three that like if you lost money in like like because you obviously like Mark you would have lost money on Golden Guardians probably like you, the little counter of the money on the side is gonna like you're gonna have less money to actually invest mm-hmm. right. So this is yep. I'll yeah, be I'll be like, down probably around like four thousand or something. You mean two? Okay, I was like two, like down to only a thousand. No. I, oh no no no. I no, no. said. I yeah, realized what I, you said. <laughs> I, I had some some good teams. Hold on, because I, I bought TSM. You bought TSM. Yeah, that was good. And TL is always a safe bet. You guys should do this Echo and Fox then Rose too. make it so that fans can do this and then run a stock ticker at the bottom of the analyst desk. We <laughs> talked about getting that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be what so good. You could have like, you could have like EU and have like the fan average or something or like. So we were talking about doing. Votes. We were talking about like you can only invest in EU teams like once you've lost enough money because they're like penny stocks. So they're like, how do you get back into it? Oh my god! <laughs> Buy all the G two stock there is. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all I really wanted to say. I think it's really cool. I really like it, and I I mean I wish it was a fan based thing. And if you keep doing it in Summer Split, there's my I would totally like the web portal thing if that would ever come into existence. You never know with a small indie company like Riot. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know what would go into the back end to make this work. Uh, so I don't want to. I'll push for it, but I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't right. know. Just a, you mean you guys throw out the idea. I have I'm no faith. Connor, thank you so much for calling in. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I am. I think out of the three analysts, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm rooting for you, Mark. That's why I wanted to come in and help you, maybe. At least give thoughts on what I thought. I mean, you yeah. probably are more informed, but... <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see what the uh, the new prices are, too. Because... Yeah, because are they... Those haven't been released to, like, you personally yet? No, I'll probably find out in the middle of the week when we do our, our meeting. Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right, have a good one, dude. Yeah, see ya. See ya. Right. Uh, this is the answer. Nobody go anywhere, because I'm going to be showing some interviews and stuff on stream afterwards, but... Uh, Mark, you got anything for us? Someone in Twitch chat said, please ask PoE about shit posting Darshan on Reddit. What is that about? I have no idea. That's oh, why okay. you don't read uh, but these I, things. But I already have a meme prepared, which I might drop later today. 
just to meme him his sign gameplay so well, because you you memed Optic, right? Yeah, I did. I did. What uh, what did you say last year about Optic? Like they're so boosted or something? No, 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 no. It was the heaviest animal to carry. Yeah. <laughs> I did like, like the elephant and like the the blue whale, <laughs> and then it was like the, <laughs> yeah, all, like it was like the four people dead. Like yeah. the whole team died, so it's like the hats were like photoshopped onto them. So yeah, oh, he uh, said go go to RCLG. Somebody says and go check it out. Uh, but Mark, do you have anything for us? Uh, no, I think, uh, if people saw, uh, I've been trying to hype up offline TV's content a little bit. We had, uh, some trailers come out for our new stuff there. We just put out a video today that had the trailers and all the announcements. Uh, and we have a Korean variety show, uh, type thing called detention at offline high coming out. Uh, I'll spoil a little bit. I'm the principal who kind of intros a little bit of stuff. So that should be coming out sometime this week. So keep an eye out. And it's very different from the old stuff. It's it's more produced and fun, I think. People are sad there's no TSM take tonight. There's there, TSM's not doing anything interesting, I feel like. They're two and two. They had some good games, some bad games. They're my thoughts. Yeah. They wish we were talking about them. 100 Thieves should be happy. Uh, Power of Evil, you want to you plug anything, promote anything, do whatever? Well, um, thank you for COG for setting this up so perfectly. The lighting, uh, the camera, isn't it insane? This might be no, the so best really good. guest look that we've had. Yeah, it's definitely got to be top three. I'd have to look back and see, but th this is really good. So yeah, shout oh, out for COG. Uh, Gabe did some, whenever we had all the content creators on, they all did like crazy production stuff. But yeah, it's oh, cool that yeah, COG yeah. did this for you. And yeah, besides that, um, I hope you guys keep cheering for us. We did, I think, a good tour week, and I'm curious what the next week's bring. Um, obviously, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, man, we're like the best now since we we beat Cloud9. I think we can make playoffs if we keep improving like we did, and I believe I can be a top three mid like last bit as well. Well, looking forward to it, and thanks so much for doing this. I, I hit up uh, CLG last night, kind of short notice, because I. Felt like it'd be fun to have you on after the two a week, and all the doubters became believers. Uh, so, and thanks for doing after a move. I don't know if you know this, yeah. Mark, but Harvey will move today. Oh, he mentioned it. Where yeah. Where did he move from to? Like, well, I know where the office is. Airbnb to. Yeah, it's kind of close by. It's like um, ten minute Uber drive from here. So, not, and uh, now it's like fifteen minute Uber drive. So, it was, it's still around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, but it's nice of you to do this after moving. So, everyone. Yeah. Everyone watching, please understand how awesome Poe is for coming on it. Thank you very much. Pretty awesome. Well, and it was it was a sick guest. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, and it was yeah, really I had a lot of fun. It was really interesting for me as well nice. to like even get your thoughts and stuff like this. It's just every. I think everybody always comes on there like, oh, I got to do the show, and then somebody calls <laughs> comes on and says, I think this team is the worst team in LCS history, and all of its players don't <laughs> even deserve to have League of Legends installed on their computer. And you're just like, whoa, what is it? <laughs> Anyway, thanks so much, Power of Evil. Uh, if you're watching this, uh, we do. There's a podcast version of it that gets released, um, and now we got a lot of people listening to the podcast, so uh, that's kind of cool. It's on Spotify and iTunes and all these other places. Uh, Mark and I, there's other um, there's other podcasts out there that have discontinued this year. There's others where the hosts have literally abandoned their careers and jobs to go work elsewhere. Mark and I are still here, all right, and we're gonna be here next week. 
and the week after and the week after. And someday Mark will send me an invoice for all these months that I haven't paid him. He still owes me an invoice. And then I will no longer be able to afford rent. And then we won't do the show anymore. But uh, until that day, we're going to be here. So thanks everyone for watching. This has been Hotline League episode 62.